Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Food for Thought podcast. This is me, your host Vedant, and uh, with me is Hamza. Hello everyone, how are you doing? How are you doing, Vedant? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm fine. You know, just wrapping up the festivities of the Diwali season. Yeah, finishing up the Diwali vibes. Yeah, it was a good so, Diwali. I mean, considering the uh, the you know the current situation, it was a pretty decent yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was just waiting for some kind of a you know blowout, just letting it all go. <laughs> yeah, letting off yeah. steam after this terrible year. So everybody was of having course. fun. You were <laughs> seeing t- images of Diwali, massive Diwali pujas on the TV. Yeah. So, Let's see how everybody goes on with their lives after this. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it all will check out just fine. So, Mr. Vedant Kumar, what are we going to talk about today? Yes. So, this episode or this week, we are talking about a very in the news topic, which is actually news and the proliferation of misinformation, fake news, and the economics of information how we deal with it how we see is a good way to deal with it and all that good stuff and uh, also what is wrong with the current scenario and our theory on how we got here and uh, like vedan said how do we get ourselves out of this vicious circle of just believing plain bullshit after bullshit <laughs> each and every day so yeah. this is what it's all about i think every one of us is, is concerned about these kind of things that what you hear and or what you see is not exactly what is happening so this is how we will see and how we sift through the mountains of bullshit and come out with cold hard facts and what is factual and what is not factual yeah that's true and uh, so i would like to start by asking hamza that where do you get your news from how do you consume news as a individual so like most of the people um, i try to stay away from you know getting my news prominently from social media i try to get it from you know separate news houses in india if we talking one hand is the indian express which in my opinion is one of the best newspapers in india to be honest i mean i tried reading the hindu but the problem is that it sometimes it just goes over my head i mean it is sometimes too monotonous to continue but when it comes to indian express i think uh, you know most of the people uh, i know uh, and prominently uh, those who are lawyers uh, who are studying law they are uh, used to reading the indian express because they prefer that so i read indian express uh, you know on the other hand to also satisfy my guilty pleasures i sometimes try to sift through the times of india and then of course it's the freaking facebook and the instagrams of the world and uh, i'm making confession sometimes i do read the news that we get on those family whatsapp groups <laughs> especially if somebody famous dies or uh, marries or has going to have a baby right i mean they kill off people man they kill off people <laughs> just to spark a conversation with uh, the family members and it turns out it, it that it was a morphed image or it was some shitty dingy little website in the middle of nowhere posting these kind of things trying to get as many people to the website as possible most of the time it's just pure bullshit to be honest and i think it's the same yeah. case with everyone whatsapp family groups are infamous for that 
<laughs> so what I did is uh, I do is like uh, whenever somebody asks me to family WhatsApp groups, I leave it on the same day. Like I say, okay, I don't have space for a group or something. I just leave it because if I stay for a day or two, then I can't leave it. Then I'm hooked. So <laughs> I, hooked. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I can't leave without somebody being, uh, you know, somebody feelings being hurt or something like that. So I just, whenever somebody adds me to the group, I just leave it on that day or on that moment itself. Yeah, <laughs> I also have the same concern, you know, of of hurting people's sentiment, especially the family members. So I just mute it for an year. That's it. <laughs> you know, I always uh, do it till a pre-decided date, and on that day, I mute them again. <laughs> and, uh, right now i guess whatsapp has this new feature where you can mute permanently yeah that's a really welcome change i mean whatsapp has done something very good after so long so first yeah. was you know getting that mandatory forwarded text on all these kinds of things which you forward and secondly it was you know the limiting the number of messages that you can broadcast to 5 i think so that was yeah. a pretty good uh, and a pretty radical change but people will find out uh, ways of manipulating that or getting around that yeah. uh, do you consume it the, the same way i do or is there something special yeah i actually agree with the fact that uh, indian express is the best so i use the physical newspaper to get my news like uh, i actually get the indian express and the hindu at my house and i read them both and also the times of india I think Times of India is great for local news and Lucknow news in general. So, but the Indian Express is a great overall view of both the viewpoints because it has columns in which the right wing and Shiv Sena, their newspapers, RSS's newspaper, Organizer, all those also have a space. So, if I am trying to get the news, you know, uh, the one which is not adulterated or not uh, leaning towards a certain group. I think in today's day and age, these late-night television shows on United States, you know, Stephen Colbert, Seth Meyers, John Oliver, or these independent news agencies like News Laundry and Old News, I find myself uh, on their website quite often, and I follow okay. Seth Meyers and John Oliver like uh, like a religion because these guys are the best. I mean, in terms of satire, these guys are the best. and uh, maybe it's just because i agree with them mostly but yeah i think they are doing a better job at just providing news and providing facts than the people I who are supposed think... to be doing that so i, I don't uh, watch the late night shows anymore but i get what you're saying like i uh, listen to this podcast called the bugle which is also okay. uh, which was earlier hosted by john oliver actually oh, so wow. that's Yeah, that's where he got his chops from. Like he started out from that podcast, the Bugle, and then he got that late night gig. Okay, so, wow. This must this must be, I think, uh, in between him leaving the Daily Show and starting late, uh, last week tonight, because I followed him. I think I I used to follow him on uh, on you know the Comedy Central shows that he used to do with uh, John Stewart and you know these guys. Yeah. One more thing. Like I also consume news from the Guardian. Like. So yes, they, the I Guardian mean, is a good newspaper. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they have an iPad app, but again, like I think Guardian also suffers from that. That they just have like insane amount of news. Like everything is a news piece, and they also have like too many live blogs. 
just tracking every day of the Trump administration, and they have very good data journalism, kind of like they're. I think <laughs> engineering folks are really nice. They just uh, build these great graphics and the U.S. map during the elections and district wise and all those fun stuff that the Guardian does. Uh, so yeah, coming back to the topic, uh, you know about uh, information, news, misinformation, and uh, you know the economics of all that. So uh, we'd like to start with a quote, which is that which it is not a quote, but it it is like a like a sum up of the uh, the whole infodemic thing that we are experiencing right now. Is that in my opinion, a misinformed man is a more dangerous thing than an uninformed man. because an uninformed man the most he could do is look for information to not be uninformed but when it comes to a misinformed person he is worse because he is more dangerous because that information which is wrong which is not factually correct could and will lead to erroneous decision making and that could have serious ramifications in the real world so i think that this phenomenon of uh, misinformation has been further exacerbated by you know the drastic change in the way that we have started consuming news and consuming information because uh, in my opinion the information the economics information is slowly leaning towards the supply side in that the supply is more than the demand i mean it it won't be wrong in saying that one man and his dog could research about nuclear fission theory and we become an so called expert in nuclear fission theory overnight by reading you know maybe couple of articles and uh, this and that or he could also you know become a poet or become a critic or become anything because the information is so easily available it is so readily available and it is like in the palm of our hands that the flow of information has increased exponentially in the past 10 years if you say but that is i mean i'm not by any means dissing that that this is a wrong thing this shouldn't have happened it is good i mean we are so informed uh, everyone is uh, curious about you know things going on everyone is very uh, aware of their environments because they are informed i mean they have information available but on the other hand on the flip side of the coin i think that it has also brought about a very negative aspect which is sifting through that those mountains of information and finding out what is actually the truth and what isn't and in the 21st century it is a digital book right i mean everyone has some digital presence everyone has a, yeah, some sort of digital it's also a skill kind of like uh, it's kind of a paradox like to be uh, smart enough like to actually sift through the correct and the wrong facts you have to be smart enough already to do that yeah. right to act, to get smart you have to be smart right so yeah i i mean that is correct because that is in like you said it's a skill sifting through bullshit and finding out what is exactly the truth is actually a very i think a very important skill to have and it, everyone should have that skill that we are living in a post truth world now what the hell is a post truth world man i mean hmm. uh, i thought there was supposed to be just one truth right <laughs> but now there are alternative facts as people like to quote and the notion of something being right and something being wrong is has become subjective because uh, 
you know we interpret news like we interpret religious texts and we because we do not only interpret we imbibe something from the religious texts we also bring about our inherent biases our politics the way we have been brought up into that interpretation and i think that yeah. is you know very specific person specific but that shouldn't i mean religious text is fine religious text something else it is mythology you know it is a way of life it is not supposed to be the medium through which you imbibe things from your from your environment add on to your uh, economics of information point uh, it's sort of an incentive for news organizations to be even more uh, incendiary or clickbaity yeah. or uh, even uh, more more bold headings than uh, substance because then that is the way they make they will make money right the most of the news organizations nowadays are relying on the ad model instead of the yeah. pay for news model so they have to get those clicks they have to get people to weigh in and it's very tough uh, if i think of it from the news person's point of view to maintain that balance between uh, clickbaity and uh, substance in the news and uh, it will be very even tougher for them to find out that balance right so in a sense you can't like totally put the blame on the news media for that I yeah I, i completely agree with you you cannot put the blame to the uh, on the news media on these broadcasting channels because they will do whatever the consumer likes comes down to those people who are ready to put their own ideologies before the facts and interpret them according to their own ideology and uh, even if it's wrong even if it's uh, factually i i mean <laughs> i'll try and not use the word right and wrong because like i said it's subjective so even if it's not factually correct they'll still believe it because it conforms to their ideology to their view of the world and to their view of how the world should be and how the person should be and this has changed because people are doing that so i think you're right in saying that it's not all the blame is on these news agencies i mean a big chunk of the blame has to be with us as as people because uh, we are now normalizing these kind of products these kind of things that these news media do yeah i mean you could just see the way the news was presented uh, you know in the late 1980s or even in the early 1990s even if you just take india and the way the news the news channels are presenting now the production look at the production value i mean the production value has changed exponentially now we have big studios you know with so many ticker tapes and so many break i mean at one point of time you can see five different breaking news on one screen and then you see 10 people talking about something and you see a screaming match i think the rise of the cult uh, news anchor like or the cult uh, not just towards the right or toward as well as towards the left is i mean in general the rise of the cult around the world is growing like we need uh, we are looking for people to you know like their every tweet and f- share their stuff something like yeah. a role model or something but yeah. in news and uh, political theory that has especially 
proliferated right like we can see arnab goswami on the right and uh, yeah. people from times now the what is the name of the guy shiv rahul shiv shankar or something like that rahul and shiv shankar yeah so, something like that ka all those people yeah. and, and there is nitish kumar and all yeah yeah fade isuza who she is become an icon of the feminism and the liberals so yeah. and it's it's like ironic because like times now and mirror now are two sister channels of the same uh, yeah. news or news organization so <laughs> you can kind of see the corporate corporate brains behind it like they have a news channel of course both of the viewpoints and then they are selling news to both of the viewpoints perfectly <laughs> so uh like the rise of the cult even in the us like ben shapiro and uh, the, these people steve bannon like they are spewing conspiracy theories left and right so yeah these guys are you know these are these guys are infamous they are like branded uh, conspiracy theorist alex jones has made a fortune of just peddling pure unadulterated bullshit on his radio shows and his internet shows he's the guy who once said that the us government is trying to make the frogs gay <laughs> you know they have gay bombs and they're trying to make the frogs gay so that they would be spreading homosexuality and because homosexuality is liberal you will you'll find people becoming more liberal and then your conservative cold conservative mindset will become extinct in like maybe 5 years or so and that is because of the liberal government that we have i mean see yeah. and people believe that people not only believe that they are ready to put their money behind it and they have made him a millionaire i mean he wears a rolex for god's sake on his internet show <laughs> thankfully it was shut down like a two like couple of years ago because he himself in his divorce hearing admitted that he's playing a character it is not who alex jones really is but the irony is that it is who he is he has not been this way like one night he woke up and became a conspiracy theorist i mean when you look back at all these guys all these famous people you look at their life choice look at where they came from it is like a slow process of building that yeah. of building this uh, you know this uh, character character in their minds and then playing that in front of people and actually getting appreciated for that and will you not do it if you getting appreciated for who you are or what you are yeah, showing to be very easy kind of to i mean it's sort of a psychological experiment i mean that they take something like that the people would not get behind for example you know homosexuality or yeah. uh, anything like taking away guns and then they just uh, try to put the opposite side completely on the other party right so it kind of becomes impossible for uh, the people to support them like for example if you say that somebody supports homosexuality and for as a person you are strictly against homosexuality so then whatever other thing that the other person might say is irrelevant just because they're not supporting this particular point of view it's just mm. uh, impossible for you to for you to get behind them or vote for them right so of course yeah and this cult has become so easy to build online i mean because you are recognizable as a person it was yeah. much tougher earlier because you were just recognizable as an organization like you had a tv mm. channel mm. nowadays it's become easier to have your own twitter profile and build your own brand and yeah. go to instagram and build your yeah, own so- social media i agree social media is 
you know has to uh, has to take a lot of blame for this in my opinion because they've not only you know given uh, these kind of people the platform to project their bullshit but they've also caused a very big problem for us which is their algorithm the way the news feeds are you know matched and uh, shown to us in my opinion what they have done is they have drastically reduced our attention span we are yeah. unable to stay on a certain topic for more than a certain period of time we need new bullshit to uh, grab our attention i mean yeah no, along months, with the two months from now span. what was what was the the most talked about topic in india tell me you know it right everyone knows it it was sushant singh rajput and his suicide yeah and now what is the most talked about topic tell me <laughs> I have no idea. I have no it? idea as well, man. Because it's the problem. <laughs> this is a big problem because all of these things, all of these algorithms, all of this narrative building, it has led to us developing a very bad attention span. And uh, for particularly this thing that we need new things to latch onto and to grab our attention and to talk about for a certain period of time, then you need another set of things to talk about. this is what one of the reason behind uh, why social media did this like uh, there's also the you you whole thing about the echo chamber right that you are only yeah uh, exposed to views that conform to your ideology yeah. and i thing. i had that had that happen to me like for example i went on a like i went and watched a couple of right wing trump supporting channels okay on youtube and then my entire youtube feed was filled with those kind of videos and with clickbaity titles like you know donald trump <laughs> shut down kamla harris with one this one word yeah <laughs> something like <laughs> that and i could like actually see what would happen if i because if, if i also watch those videos i will sometimes think okay he's not saying something that wrong or some that different and if i watch too many of these videos then uh, maybe i would also never vote for something like somebody like joe biden or uh, somebody like <laughs> opposite to that so i can get yeah. what has happening but i'm also saying that uh, uh, the point is that uh, social media and all these tech companies they are building tech products okay but they're also mm. impacting society in a huge way and mm. the algorithms that they are building are built by engineers not by social mm. scientists right and i think right now it's very important for tech companies to involve people from the social sciences from the humanities as part of every step of their decision making and not just in the top leadership or the top uh, positions where they are interacting with the government i think it's important for I agree. better product managers and uh, more humane product managers because what they will do will will change the society in a big way because it's not about having 10% of change right trump yeah. got 50 49% and biden got 51% maybe and if you yeah. can just queue the 2% in the other direction then we have a completely different country right yeah. so yeah. it's it's is very important for us to stop absolving tech companies of their responsibility and yeah. get more regulation in right I completely agree with your point that you know that's a very good point that you made that there should be diverse people you know in charge of these products that we consume all, almost on a daily basis. I have seen engineers okay I I am an engineer I have talked yeah, to engineers course, they are not course, great 
in uh, <laughs> in the humanities in the yeah, I have known you know many engineers and you know they are not uh, what you might call people's person, right? But my gripe with these tech companies is that first, for any problem to solve, if you have want to solve any problem, you have to first identify and accept that there's a problem. I mean, yeah. in terms of tech, in terms of Facebook and all these, because uh, we are a bit well informed than most people. But if you ask any you know average person, they'll say that their most prominent information source is Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all these things. But my problem with social media companies is that they have very slyly positioned themselves out of the realm of arbitration of the truth while also being our most prominent curators of truth. And yeah. they have also they have traditionally shied away from all these regulations because, of course, that would hamper their sales in the end. It's all about the bottom line. And if, if you are not able to trigger people if you're not able to compel them to trigger them to into commenting and liking and starting a flame war on the comment sections of all these photos and all these people everyone knows that facebook has a big hand in supporting all these conspiracy theories and all these political agendas in their product they support these kind of things because that way it gives them the reach it gives them more people to come to them and say we are ready to give you the money all you have to do is just give us the reach. It's in the end, it's all about the reach. How many people do you reach, and the way you reach them? Yeah. But is by triggering them. Media is and also walking a very tight rope, like because, for example, the Trump administration keep questioning, keeps questioning them on a conservative bias. They say that there are not enough conservative people on social media. So yeah. What can they do? And suddenly, an administration uh, wants them to go in the opposite direction, right? Yeah. So that's uh, I guess that that's one of the reasons why Zuckerberg came out and said, okay, we will not be the arbiters of truth. We will allow mm-hmm. everything. While Twitter took a more hardline stance and started labeling the tweets mm-hmm. of President mm-hmm. Trump and other people, saying yeah. that it's noteworthy, so we will not take it down, but we will label things that are fraud, that are straight away lies or something like that. Which is they fine, should do that. I th- in my opinion, they should you know they should take the responsibility. Of yeah. checking, fact checking, checking whatever I people spew. We are not able to grasp the amount of stuff that comes out. By I mean, if we can, I think we should right now just Google, okay, the number of yeah. posts per second on yeah. Facebook or something like that. If the number of posts per second on Facebook are sixty thousand, and you are asking human moderators to sift through these things and identify what is false and what is true, then it becomes very tough for the Facebook for Facebook or any other media. If you if you want to involve human moderators to do this job, because uh, obviously Facebook has human moderators and they are going through tons and tons of graphic videos, you know, rape videos, <laughs> illegal videos every second and still they aren't able to keep up. So it's all about like what they say is building more better machine learning tools and better artificial intelligence algorithms. Yeah, so, that's what I, I was I was going to say that uh, I mean, I don't mind if they have more human moderators because what is the opportunity cost of not, you know, investing that much into hiring more people and getting a more robust fact checking department in these companies? What is the opportunity cost? You get people being misinformed. 
you get people actually leaving losing their lives because of some nut who thinks that a pizza parlor is an closeted human trafficking ring coming inside and shooting people that has actually happened that was that happened in 2015 or 16 it was called pizza gate can you can you forget that that uh, you know bleach injecting bleach or injecting detergent yeah injecting or... bleach yeah because of you know mr trump saying that in front of all the reporters of the country what is the opportunity cost not i mean in my opinion if you are uh, hiring more people that will not only reduce <laughs> the unemployment rate and the number of people unemployed per capita it will also yeah. increase you know the people's trust inside these uh, this their product because they be i mean are never yeah. known to be altruistic right companies yeah companies are never known to be regulated altruistic. yeah if there was a free market what would happen to the environment for example right <laughs> if yeah. there were no environment that's why i want i mean i want there there should be regulation Comp- and these social media companies have to face to face with the facts that people are going to look up to them uh, many people most of the people are going to look up to them for news or information and if they don't do a better job at curating that they will be questioned they will be harassed in all these you know uh, committee meetings and questions and all that they will be harassed because that's the only way you have to come up with a more robust product you have to come up with a good product that actually solves yeah. something that actually solves a problem engineers responsibility and the tech tech employees responsibility to make less biased algorithms because yes. there's a huge whole thing about algorithmic bias nowadays right you have yeah, to write better course. algorithms yeah. you have to for example there was a twitter algorithm which recently came up in the news which is cropping out you know black people's faces out of photos like mm-hmm. it automatically detects the faces of the white people and mm-hmm. that is because the algorithm when it was written wasn't uh, you know written with that much debate or that much involvement of uh, all stakeholders right yeah yeah that that is where diversity and people from all other backgrounds can help of course i completely agree that's a very i mean now that we are discussing solutions i think this is a very good solution that you just made and uh, another of the i mean this is the solution is for if you are listening facebook if you are listening i hope you are listening twitter <laughs> jack dorsey if you are listening you know me and vedant to 20 something people living in lucknow if with their parents <laughs> are giving yeah. a very good solution so please listen and also uh, this is the solution for all these big companies but we as people you know as an we as individuals also have a very big responsibility because these big companies will are only going to do so much policing our responsibility yeah. to not share something just because that agrees with our ideology unless it's yeah. from a reputable organization right because i saw somebody yeah like recently a, a person an acquaintance was sharing a video against a vaccine like mm-hmm. how vaccines are dangerous and how we shouldn't mm-hmm. take vaccines of, of some particular company and i thought that was very dangerous because in these case of in these in the case of these videos uh, it might be that you know 99% of the things they say are true but then just 1% of it is false like the crux of it and then yeah. you when you share the 100% of the video just because you knew that the other 90% was true 
you assume that the rest of the video will, must also be true right and that is a very yeah. very dangerous thing that these people do so yeah. again like do not share any video or any news organization unless your news piece unless you are sure of the organization behind it unless you are sure of the that extensive fact checks have gone in place of course i mean this is a very yeah, that's a very good point and we should be more responsible of what we share and also i think all of us should practice a little bit of skepticism when we when it comes to you know consuming information don't believe everything you hear son is what bruce wayne said to clark kent in batman v superman this is what we should do don't believe everything you hear please yeah. practice some But degree of skepticism some people uh, take it to the next level and say uh, extrapolate this to mean that don't believe the government so if the government is uh, making vaccines they are doing it to spy on you if the government <laughs> is uh, and i i agree that the government doesn't have a great track record right yeah but yeah again i think it's uh, we for us it's so obvious that what they might be doing to track us and what they don't do but for others it might not be so obvious right so don't just say that <laughs> you know don't believe the government the government is out there to you know uh, harm you and mm-hmm. they will give vaccines with a tracking chip or they will track your data or they will scam you in some way so it's also not ha- great to have you know skepticism 100% of the time something you yeah. you have to believe like for example there is coronavirus Mm. definitely he just can't say that there is no coronavirus yeah uh, of course 5g radios are not causing covid <laughs> right oh, man and not this covid 19 problem has blown everything out of proportion i mean yeah. i literally saw people my friends and whom i've chilled out with for you know for the longest of time sharing such articles which said that i mean i think you you must have seen that as well that coronavirus is a lab made virus uh, bio weapon by china and it, uh, there was a meeting with us buyers and terrorist in that wuhan market and then that art- article went on to literally in my opinion describe a scene from a jason bond movie that you know there was a chase and there were gunfires and someone dropped it and it got exposed and this and that and people shared it and when i asked her why did you share it she just said i was scared so i shared it wow <laughs> and what i found out when i read the article when i read the person who wrote it i mean that guy he, his name was some morning star something that guy runs a weekly not a weekly sorry a biweekly uh, magazine called ufo digest and <laughs> this guy is a known fake news peddler a known conspiracy theorist also a person who has accepted that he was abducted by aliens so how can you believe it such a guy and why the hell would you share something that he said and yeah. the and my problem with is that it wasn't just my friend it was many people who shared that because i saw it on my timeline like uh, many times and that was a very you know a very interesting reason that she gave me that it scared me so i shared it i mean what the fuck does that even mean 
Uh, something like if he scared scared her so she thought that okay let others also watch it and tell me <laughs> what this is about right wow. but you don't understand how much your sharing can harm something right if you share something yeah. it you send it to 200 more people and then yeah. if even one person of them believes them believes it or even five people believe it then yeah. you you didn't and it's also like uh some other some people have uh, some other metrics for what they will share right some people just share everything whatever they come across like yeah some people just uh, share only what they want others to look at so it's kind of a metric right so okay like i came across an interesting piece i'll share it so mm-hmm. it's sort of healthier to be more conscious of what you're sharing whether it's fake news or not i think we people are doing that nowadays uh, for example even celebrities and influencers are trying to become more conscious for example i heard that you know novak djokovic did an interview in his instagram live with somebody who was selling snake oil or something and he was uh, <laughs> nodding with that so again like you have to be more conscious than that and believe more stuff and be more skeptical of these things correct we can also help in making tech more accountable like we are not doing that as of now like there is not enough public pressure for these tech companies to change their ways correct we should for example the white day blackout of instagram or something do you remember that youtube there was a blackout of youtube i think not not a blackout like a boycott by celebrities yeah for a day yeah do don't you see the irony i mean the hypocrisy in that you're using instagram to start a trend to boycott instagram <laughs> does that make any sense to yeah. you yeah but again like uh, i think things like these are more needed more like for example it was like i think it was something like for black lives matter or i don't know some other I mean, issue what whatever it was man you are using instagram you're using facebook to start a trend <laughs> to start a revolution to boycott facebook and instagram yeah tell me where it does was, that make sense yeah it was a stop hate for profit instagram ban i'm so but by, i yeah. all bullshit on that because a friend of mine jibran he actually uh, made a very good point by saying that uh, narcissism masquerading as activism is the true revolution of our times <laughs> i think that these people are almost always narcissistic who just want to be a part of a trend and uh, earlier it was you know posting a black and white photo all these women in my group were you know posting black and white photos of them with a hashtag which i don't remember and uh, i am pretty sure that if you ask if you ask 80% of them that what's what is it all about they wouldn't have a clue and it turned out it was about some uh, woman in i think it was uh, some gulf nation where she was you know she was molested or raped and it, people started doing that in her support that's good do that in your support but actually inform people of why you're doing that you can't yeah. just do that willy nilly with a just small uh, hashtag and expect people to follow and actually contribute to that to to that cause because in the end yeah. it just comes down to all these narcissistic people 
who just want to be a part of something and <laughs> i think it's, and... it's sort of being unfair a little but because like even if uh, some amount of that uh, post is narcissistic but at least some amount is for, for activism maybe some of it is for clout but uh, maybe but some of you can't do just you know activism on a part time basis man that is not how you know revolutions are won <laughs> yeah i mean i'm no but one I, to say that I, you know, i've never been a part of a revolution but from what i've heard it's it's a full time job if you want to be an activist you have to be in the thick of it all not just sitting in your room and you know posting uh, a couple of pictures and be done with it you should be informed amazing. even if you are being a part of you know or showing off to be a part of an uh, of a revolution or a cause you should be aware of that cause sort of unfair yeah. like um, i find something hypocritical is that people are talking about black lives matter and yeah. other countries praising joe biden's win when mm-hmm. uh, they're not doing anything about the things happening in our country and it's also yeah. i mean it goes goes both ways it's unfair of us to expect them because to do that because yeah. uh, then the political patronage behind their film industry and everything will happen will go away and it will directly impact their livelihood again it's sort of hypocritical for me to see that yeah if you expect our you know bollywood stars our celebrities in our country to actually speak out on issues and if you are uh, bringing them to that big of a level that you consider them role models i think you are just hurting your own self because these people you know everyone's got to eat everyone has a job these guys are working class, working people they need money to work right and they need work as well and even if and if they are if they do these kind of things on social media if they take a side and considering the discourse what the discourse is in india their work will suffer so why do you yeah. expect them to abandon their work just to satisfy your <laughs> perception of them why do you expect yeah. that that doesn't make any sense to me and all of these i mean you know, it, it, issues it like become political and... when you do that for other countries you raise your voice for yeah. other countries but you don't do it yeah. for one country but obviously i understand how it is coming from and it also sort of saddens me that you know you can't do that in your own country that uh, you even you even if you... there was a movement like black lives matter in india i think just tweeting about it won't help what black lives matter is in my opinion is about not only fighting the systemic racism systemic disenfranchisement of people from a certain ethnicity be it black be it uh, muslim be it asian uh, i think what's uh, my opinion of blm is you have to actually support the people who are marginalized not in just in social media but also in economic terms support the businesses of minority so that they can uplift themselves uh, become self sustainable and actually make a point and actually do something about it. because just tweeting about it won't help we have plenty of keyboard activists around <laughs> i mean i think you know that so uh, in my opinion if you want to support a minority if you want to support something or some group of people who have been marginalized it's more about providing them with economic support when you are in places of power yeah. like for example you are leading a recruiting team or you are leading yeah. a script writing team then you have to make a conscious effort to 
uh, you know remove the bias from your mind on or do more do more to hire more black people or yeah support yeah, yeah be more supportive of black people like for example if you are in an admissions committee and we will all be in positions of power throughout mm-hmm. our lives mm-hmm. where we can we can be in a place to do that and i think that is one thing that we have to take care of yeah we should like i said it is all about economic support to uh, people of uh, who are people of african american origin or in india if we talk about you know all these marginalized people people who are from uh, other small countries or uh, people of scheduled tribes and people belonging to the scheduled caste i yeah. think it's all about giving them economic support economic uh, foothold only that way they'll be able to you know grow up grow into something and remove these kind of problems for themselves that i think that is the only way yeah so that about wrap it up for today and uh, a very fruitful discussion a very solution centric discussion which i always like and good points made by my co-host with the mr vedan kumar so yeah and we went off topic a bit which i think yeah. I, I i always like <laughs> yeah and yeah one more thing that if you sometimes yeah if you have any suggestions or any comments to share with us Our email ID is the FFT podcast at the red gmail dot com, and yeah. you can uh, replies to us on our Instagram DMs or slide into our DMs. It's all fine. Slide into your DMs? What the hell are you asking, man? <laughs> It's feedback. Don't slide in his DMs, please. That's a, that is not a very good uh, request from our listeners. Come on, Vedan, you know better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So okay, all right then. Bye bye. Bye.